All right, if you guys have a Bible, you can turn to the book of Matthew. We're going to read the whole thing straight through today. Just kidding. It's like two hours. That's not happening. We're all just going to take one verse and go down the line and read the next verse. Just kidding. But we are going to start with this brand new opening prayer. And I do realize that it might be a little bit longer than other prayers, but it'll make sense hopefully by the end of our talk here. So will you guys pray this with me if, if you can? And if you can't, that's okay. We got a couple years to figure it out. and we'll, we'll get through it one of these days. So, Our Father, allow your Holy Spirit to reveal to us this wise picture of Jesus' life. Teach us to listen, consider, and implement what we see into the way we live. Let us see your kingdom anew. And let our desires be to seek and follow your ways. Jesus, we want to be your disciples. Help us live our lives for you. Amen. Amen. Have you guys ever heard uh, rumors about things that are happening in other parts of the world? Like you're just like, you're not sure where they, they come from, but like maybe before you heard these rumors, uh, they had like these ideas had or these places would have had no real significance in your life. Like you have to kind of look it up or maybe you had to like look it up on a map or Google search it these days or something like that just to jog your memory on, okay, where are these events taking place? Where is this person from? Where are these things happening? Some events or figures that are merging that later you, you took it took on such great significance in your life that um, you can't hardly imagine a place where this wouldn't have happened in your life before. It's like, how did I not know about this? And it just becomes integrated into a part of who you are with like such great significance that you can hardly imagine uh, your life before knowledge of such a place or such a person or such an event in your life. And if this hasn't happened to you, just keep living you pay attention to what's going on around you and you will have or know this sensation that we're talking about. There are markers that we talk about, like uh, mark, different markers that I don't have in my life, but like the moon landing, like the Ed Sullivan show and Elvis Presley or the Beatles, right? Uh, like we in my lifetime, um, the Space Shutter Challenger, 9-11, there's different things that come in and they have such significance that's like, oh my gosh, this was in our world. Well, for us, right? COVID-19, does that ring a bell? Like, remember when we first heard about COVID-19 and we were just like, I don't even know if it's a real thing. And like, is it going to be something? And then all of a sudden the world shuts down and we're like, oh, this is a real thing. And, and we're like, okay. And you start looking up like, okay, it, did it come from the Hunan Providence? Where's that? And like, you start looking at maps of China and you start trying to figure all this stuff out. I remember the first week of COVID, I was like on the CDC's website, like just watching the numbers and going like, oh my gosh, this is something. This is what a pandemic looks like. And I just was amazed at it. But I heard a comment recently, something along the lines of, uh, this person said, I've never known a world in which John Lennon's Imagine, the song, doesn't exist. And it made me think, like, how many of us can say that un- until recently, we've never known, maybe maybe my mom, like, we've never known a world in where Elizabeth hasn't been queen over England. And, like, it's kind of like a new thing with King, King Charles going to be inaugurated. And so, or, like, um, or people in places that would one day... Uh, they had no significance and now 
they do all of a sudden. And these places we may have been vaguely aware of, but we'll get to know them more and more as our life. So a great personal example for me is I didn't know much about Cambodia before Mo. But all of a sudden, I had a real desire to learn and know. And when I met her, I had to like go and look it up on a map and make sure I knew where it was. And so I could see like the surrounding area. And I had to, and I started paying attention to the going ons of that nation and uh, the history of that nation and the peoples of that nation. I tried the language, but quickly kind of gave that up. I couldn't figure it out. I can't do the soft letters. Like it's not, it's not easy for me, but uh, but over the last 15 years, I have had pay, I paid so much attention to Cambodia that it's hard to imagine my life pre-knowledge about Cambodia, pre-knowledge about Khmer Rouge, pre-knowledge about this country in Southeast Asia, um, where once it had no significance, and now all of a sudden, I pray for it. Uh, it's in my life, I think about it. Mo was wearing a shirt with a map of Cambodia on it the other night. And it's just one of these things where it's a huge amount of significance for me. And I can't imagine my life before I knew this place. Maybe nor do I want to, because that's when Mo came into my life, right? So I don't want to imagine uh, the, the before that. But, but that also speaks to it. There is a place where a very significant thing and people came uh, from this place and into my life. And so I'm interested in not everything that has to do with it, but I'm interested in a lot of things that have to do with it. So if you've ever had these experiences, anything like this, it's important to keep this in mind as we get into the book of Matthew. As we get into the book of Matthew, because the names, the places, the people, and the stories are ones that we, uh, as those who have been Christians for a long time and read the book of Matthew, we've become really familiar with these names. Uh, maybe to a degree where it's like, we need to unfamiliarize ourselves with them so we can actually kind of relearn them and re-look at them afresh. And it's hard to go through any of the four Gospels and have anything be like super duper new to us outside the Holy Spirit revealing to us, right? And yet, over the next couple of years, uh, I'd imagine that we're going to spend about that much time in Matthew. We are going to spend time with Jesus in the world in which he walked. Not our world, not our context, but in the world that he walked. And as we do, we get to keep in mind where much of these stories of Jesus take place. And this will help us understand the story better. It'll help us understand Jesus better. Um, we all know Jesus. I, I would say he's the most famous person to have ever lived right? Like he, he is the most famous person to have ever lived. Um, but he's not a man from a very known place. It's not like he came from Rome or Constantinople or like the great cities of Babylon. No, he came from Nazareth. He came from Galilee. Not, we know these names, but in the context of global history, um, there was a point in time where everybody's like, okay, Galilee, I gotta go back and Google where Galilee is. The Sea of Galilee, is it a sea? It looks like a lake. Like, what is this? And so you'd go and you'd try and do your research, and many stories there took place. They were backwater, like non influential, like there was no, like these were not hubs of commerce. 
These were not hubs of trade. They were backwater, middle of nowhere, rinky-dink towns and villages that Jesus was walking through. Let me put it this way. When Jesus went off into the wilderness to pray, he didn't need a, a long walk oftentimes. It could have been a very short walk for him to just go away into the wilderness and pray because it was right there in his backyard. And this is also significant because we know Jesus and we have this idea of what he means, but we may not understand it. And if we understand the context of like where he came from, we would understand Jesus as a minority. In his day and time, he was absolutely a minority. He was a Jew in a Roman world, very much an outsider, very much marginalized. And in being the Christ, he is establishing a kingdom that is very different from the one he lived in or the one we live in today. And his way of life was or is an outsider to the way of life that would have been lived at the time. Very different. Or as uh, Ty was talking to your sister and she said, I love being a pastor because it's a peculiar way of life. It's a peculiar way of life. And she wasn't talking about just being a pastor. She was talking about being a Christian is peculiar. And she identifies with John the Baptist because it's a peculiar, he's a peculiar man with a peculiar story. And so oftentimes when we don't feel powerful or important, and when we feel this, this is the way Jesus walked on earth. I'm from Monroe. There's like, you, you know, it's not feeling powerful or important. It's not like a significantly like regional place. Jesus was a lowly outsider from an occupied part of the world where he was not in power. And then not only that, but we cannot look at Israel at this time as I've been guilty of doing my entire life. And um, I always figured Israel is this like unified nation right? I mean, even during the split and then they get sent off into exile, but they came back as this unified nation. And that's just not the way it was. There was the Northern tribes, the Northern 10 tribes, and then there was the Southern two tribes. And after the reign of Solomon, they were split and they identify as different from one another. They identify as different from one another. They have different accents, different geography, different politics, different histories even, different um, economy. They were very, very, very different. Very different. Even though they looked the same, it'd be like if we actually unified with Canada, like it would be very different. Canada, Canadians are very different than us, like in a lot of different ways. Even though they might be slight to the outsider or even slight to us sometimes, we're not the same. And if you know very many Canadians, you know this to be true. And in this account of Matthew, we get to be made aware of this because the title of Jesus, he is Jesus from Nazareth. It's not Jesus. He's not Jesus from Jerusalem. He's not Jesus from the cross. He's Jesus from Nazareth is used over and over again in Matthew. And Jesus was also from the region of Galilee. And it, the book of Matthew speaks about that, wants us to know that he was not from the southern nations. He didn't grow up there. He didn't live there. He didn't, most of the ministry that he was a part of didn't take place in the southern nations. It took place in the outskirts in and around Galilee. So when we think about the, the things that he did, we get to think that he is 
outside the northern tribes. And much of his ministry that happens, happens in that area. It's important to remember this as we look at the story of Jesus' life. He was an outsider doing miracles in a remote region. Imagine if we were in Seattle and we were, we were talking about somebody from OMAC, right? We're some, and we're just down in Seattle and they're like, did you hear about this guy from OMAC? And you're, you gotta go. Okay. Right? Like, let's look this up on a map. Let's do a, let, let, you know how like in churches they used to do the Bible, like find the Bible verse faster, find OMAC on a map fastest. Like, let's do that one. And the Burks aren't here. So we might actually have a, a chance to, somebody would win that other than them. Right. But, um, so, but it's one of those things where that's what it was like. And not only that, even size wise, like and distance wise, it's very similar. If we're in Seattle, the hub of everything, the hub of Washington, and we heard about this guy in OMAC doing things around Lake Osoyoos, and we're just like, what the heck? Like, okay, what's, what's going on here? I don't even know if OMAC and Osoyoos are close. I'm just, I know they're both in Eastern Washington. So, you, okay, Samuel found it, so he, win, he wins that one. But I spend this time getting us into the book of Matthew telling us this because as we get into the book of Matthew, it will be easy to slip into thinking of this most important man in world history and the stories of his life in the same old ways. And if we want to know why Jesus identifies with the poor, or as the Psalm says, that he takes the poor and sits them amongst princes, we can see that he takes the rural and sets them up amongst the influential. There are not those who are more important to Jesus. He didn't go to the power hubs and the kingdom of God has this thing in it where it says that God uses the weak things of the world to shame the wise. And even where Jesus is from, Jesus from Nazareth and Galilee, Bethlehem, all these are weak places. Places of honestly, real no account in the Roman world. Zero account in the Roman world. Other than we need taxes from these places. And it is worth noting, and it's important to the story of Jesus' life, that as we spend time looking at this, we know where Jesus came from. It's important. The book of Matthew was written to marginalized people. It was written to the first Christians, telling of their marginalized, crucified, and risen Savior. A crazy story. It was written for those who are tempting to live out God's kingdom rather than the kingdoms of the world where and Matthew knows that it's not always easy for us to follow Jesus, and yet it gives us hope that we might follow Jesus in our current state. Matthew, uh, for the first people who would have got Matthew, it would have been read out loud, and it would have been heard, not read visually, because the truth is, is that even in this, this congregation, only 10%, maybe two of us in this room would have been able to read. And the rest would not have been able to read. Only 10% of the world that at Matthew, the writing of Matthew would have been literate. And it was written in a narrative form or a story form. You know why? So we can remember it. So we can remember it. So we could have it. Uh, ha- it would have been a fairly long letter even at the time of writing. It wasn't short. 
it, it looks today that um, like uh, we're talking about biographies and you know it's not rare to find a thousand page 1200 page biography and here we don't have that with Jesus right like we don't have this massive biography on this massive historical figure well we do have them but not from original sources that is not what's available in the time of Matthew actually the book of Ecclesiastes was a common length we just went through Ecclesiastes it was a common length for a book at that time kind of short sweet to the point just kind of get get it makes its points and it kind of moves on even if you look at the first gospel that was written or what is believed to be the first gospel that is written is mark it's a lot shorter it's actually just kind of flies through these things and then matthew spends a a, a bit more time kind of expanding some things and then luke takes matthew as a source document and makes it even a little bit longer but even at that matthew is one of the longest books in the new testament and so we, we get this, the gospel is, is, um, the, the gospel is a thing that is so beautiful. And it's actually, even though we don't, I, I've always felt like we don't get all the pictures we want of Jesus in his life, but it's far longer than anything that would have been written at the time. But we get to remember that Matthew was told and retold. It was a story. It was, it was a verbal telling. And so people could go and they could go and tell their neighbors this and, the few who could read this letter would, uh, would read it to those who couldn't. Also, throughout history, many have learned to read from Matthew as their original text, as their primer. And originally, I had this idea that we might uh, go through uh, the, the book of Matthew in this way. That the book of Matthew is almost like a collection of short stories that are kind of cohesively told about Jesus Matthew captures some important times of Jesus and the places in blocks of different pictures. I like to think of it kind of like Star Wars, in part because I like to think about Star Wars. And uh, my kids will know what I'm saying. It's like the different episodes in, in Star Wars. You start with episode six and seven and eight, and then you go back and go one, two, three, uh, and then you go um, and then you go on and on or whatever it is. But not only that, it comes back and there's all these different mini stories, and there's all these like Star. Wars, we're watching Star Wars Rebels right now as a family, right? But you kind of get all these little pictures, and then Matthew kind of scoops them all up, puts them in line, and says, okay. This is the order in which you want to read them. This is the order in which you want to see them. It's almost like a, a, a mini-series to combine a cohesive stories. That is how Matthew seems to flow. It seems to flow. Like you have the Sermon on the Mount, which is three chapters. The Sermon on the Mount was one sermon. It'll be much more than that for us. Don't worry. I know. I promise you guys. It'll be a lot, a lot more than that. But Matthew is a wise telling of Jesus' life. It is meant to be put on display so that we might follow our Savior Jesus Christ. And that is the point that we might live for Jesus as Jesus lived and died for us. On that point, I'd like to go through our prayer and show you why I chose these words to pray together as we get into Matthew. Is that all right? So you guys have the prayer in front of you. And uh, we'll start with Our Father. Um, this book is not made to be read as an individual in your own personal study. Please do that. It's beautiful. It's good to do that. But that's not what it was made for. It was made to share. 
It was made to share with one another because we share a Father in God, our Creator. Amen? When we come together to worship Jesus, it's because uh, this is really hard to do alone. It's really hard to do alone. That, that this is why we, say, we just start with the word our, because the fact that we pray our Father unites us as one. It unites us at one uh, with one people, with one purpose, and that's to know and to follow Jesus. And it's a beautiful thing. And, it's, uh, and it, not only that, I like that because it starts the way the Lord's Prayer does, which we pray every week, our Father who art in heaven. We're starting the prayer the same way, addressing the same God that we do. But then it says, Our Father, allow your Holy Spirit to reveal to us this wise picture of Jesus' life. Matthew is a wise telling of Jesus' life. It's one commentator compared Matthew in the book, in the New Testament, to the writings of Solomon of old, Ecclesiastes in particular. That uh, it was arranged with wisdom, it was arranged with attention to details, and they are in details that are important to us for our life if we want to live for Jesus. This is how it was collected and gathered. But not only wisdom, but it, uh, it, but wisdom was meant for this to lead us and guide us in life, to lead us and guide us in life. We need the wisdom of Jesus if we want to follow Him to lead us and guide us. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit, the helper that Jesus left for us to open up to us and expand our lives, our mind, and our imagination if we are to live different because Jesus is in our life. And we are expected to live different because of what we read and hear about Jesus. Also, wisdom of God is best found in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Amen. So like we can make sense, we as Christians, we make sense of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes through the life of Jesus. And so we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us this wise picture of Jesus' life. This wise picture. Like I would say, John is more like a personal picture of Jesus. Like, um, uh, and, and like Luke is more of a historical picture of Jesus. This one's like a wisdom picture of Jesus that we get to look at for this time. Then we say, then we pray, teach us to listen, consider, and implement what we see into the way we live. This is a prayer of a father, right? For for his children, like, hey, I'm trying to teach you. Let's live this way. Come on, like, let's do this. I want you to listen to me, consider, and implement these things so that we can live different. And this is what we want the Holy Spirit to do in our lives. Amen? Like, we, we want to have revealed for us the life of Jesus in such a way that we live like him. Jesus came to change our lives, not just our thoughts, not just our religion, but he came to change the way that we live. And we get to come at this with discerning hearts. We get to come at our time in Matthew with open ears so that we might have our lives shaped by Jesus. Now, I don't know how long we're going to spend in Matthew. I'm guessing it's about around two years. But I don't, it'll be, it'll be good. I mean, you got to go to church anyway, so might as well spend two years in Matthew. I, and I don't know how long it'll be, but I, I don't think that uh, we should look the same as when we're starting here today. 
We're not going to look the same as a church. If we listen to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in the writings of Matthew about the life of Jesus, if we will consider what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do, and then we do that, we, and we'll strive to live for Jesus and to follow him in his ways, we're going to look different. Our lives are going to look different. The way that we live is going to look different. Then we pray, let us see your kingdom anew. And this is kind of like the opening of the prayer. This speaks to our hearts and minds, not to let the story be the same old story, right? Like we come to Advent every year and it can be, okay, love, hope, peace. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. I get it, right? Or it can come to Easter. Yeah, Jesus rose from the dead. Cool. Or like uh, my favorite was uh, a comment after a Good Friday service was, yeah, that's like every other Good Friday service I've ever been to. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Like, fair comment. You know what we do? We pray the Lord's Prayer every week. It's the same old Lord's Prayer every stinking week. So it's one of those things where we get to come in and let us see God's kingdom anew. Let this, this is a prayer of freshness. This is a prayer of newness that we can let go of some of our preconceived notions and let the Holy Spirit of God breathe some fresh wind into our lives about how the kingdom of God that lives and acts in this world is so different that I pray we might be able to come at Matthew, a very familiar book, with fresh eyes and an open heart, that we may see it anew, and as we see it anew, we live it anew, as we strive to follow Jesus. And then it says, let, and it prays, let our desires be to seek and follow your ways. In this part of the prayer, we are speaking directly to our desires. Right? I love the Psalms. They say, they say, lift up your holy hands. What they're doing is it's not like, if you feel like it, please lift your hands. It's a command to your hands to lift up that our hearts may follow. Our desire is to seek and follow our ways. And we're speaking, particularly praying about these desires and, and the desires that don't want to follow Jesus. Because we all come here with some of those, don't we? What the things that we do, but the things that we don't want to do, and it, there's this tension, and we want to follow Jesus, but we're not doing it as well as we want. We want to walk in his ways, but it's not always easy. We're resisting uh, doing hard things from time to time, and yet Jesus is, keeps on inviting us into a deeper walk with him, a more mature walk with him. He's inviting us to have our very desires, the core being of who we are, shaped by him. So we can say it this way. So listen, desires, listen and follow Jesus. Follow him and his ways. But this prayer also has the humility and recognition that we don't always do it. But we want to. We desire to. We don't seem to always do what our hearts want to do, but we're going to keep striving after it. We're going to keep asking Jesus to shape this in our lives. And then we end with Jesus. We want to be your disciples. Help us live our life for you. Amen. This sums it up. This is just the summation of it. It sums up the desire of the book of Matthew and our heart's cry. At least my cry for this church and uh, and that we might be disciples of Jesus. That's what I that's what I want us to be. We don't I don't use the word disciple a lot. I use the word follow a lot or I use Jesus ways and we get to walk in his ways, but We want to be Jesus' disciples. So Lord, might you help us do this. I'm praying that we can come to Jesus and offer our lives to him for his service. We will see how Jesus lived.
and get the same teachings that his first disciples did. And we will have the benefit in a lot of ways of knowing that Jesus' uh, teachings have stood the test of time. Amen. They've stood up over 2,000 years and they are still relevant. But we need a lot of help to live out these teachings, don't we? And we can admit that because we're weak and we're broken and we can be humbled by, the, by that fact. It doesn't matter how long we've been following Jesus, there is more for us to live out as long as we have breath. So Lord, please help us with that. So this is our prayer. I know the prayer is a bit long, but the words are there for a reason and now you have the reason. But this has been a, a prayer for our church, for all of us, that we might be a new people that Matthew has written this book to help form a new people. A Jesus people in Jesus' ways. It's not just written for information, or I think of it this way too, it's not just written for inspiration. That's how oftentimes Scripture is used. But it is written so that it may be spiritually transformative in the way that we live our lives. This book is written so that we might be made disciples. And follow Jesus. It's written to train us in the ways of Jesus. And I'm excited to get into this time of training with you. So I'll say this in closing. I'm still under 30 minutes, so we're good. Let's go. Let's dive in to the life of Jesus. Let's go headlong into the book of Matthew. So turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. I'm just kidding. We're going to pray and we're going to be done. We're going to be done. But uh, we will be in Matthew chapter 1 next week and see what the Lord has for us. So Lord, please be with us in the book of Matthew. I'm going to pray this over us. Our Father, allow your Holy Spirit to reveal to us this wise picture of Jesus' life. Teach us to listen, consider, and implement what we see into the way we live. Let us see your kingdom anew. And let our desires be to seek and follow your ways. Jesus, we want to be your disciples. Help us live our lives for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.